Shalom, shalom. Welcome to this week, Dominion Life Podcast. And this is Apostle Grace. I'm so excited that you have tuned in this week. And I pray that the blessing of the Lord would overtake you in such a way that it would release in such a release of the love of God, the grace of God, and the mercy of God. And that you will walk the walk of the footprints of Jesus. You see, you know, in life we 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 grasp hold of ideas and attitudes, which is a reflection of the perception that we have picked up. You see, throughout the history of men, some assume that their attitude did not matter. You see, your attitude is literally fertilization for your garden of life. Your attitude is the brand of who you are and what you have grasped as your kingdom identity. You see, Jesus, our wonderful and awesome Savior and King, he tells us very clearly in John 10.10. He says, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. And I come that that they may have life to the full until it overflows. Your energy is contagious. So think about what you want people to catch from you. Do you want them to catch that the drama, the, the attitude, it's about me and no other? Or the attitude that is carrying out the mind, the will of the Lord? You see, a man's attached people and things to his or her life based on their attitude. People will draw or draw away from you based on the fragment of your attitude. And it's also attract blessings to your life. Don't let the fragment of a bad attitude cause you to take a journey of a reversal of the blessing or allow it to grow elements that is rooted from the curse in your life. Life has served all of us with surprises. But we still can remain having a a mental toughness that literally said, I'm going to keep a good attitude. In the midst of all of the stuff that Joe went through, he maintained a godly attitude. He was determined that the word still works. He was determined that God has enabling power to change even this, this tragedy and all of the mishaps was around. You see, I like what James said in James 1, 2. He said, dear brothers and sisters, when trouble of all kinds come your way, consider it as an opportunity for great joy. When was the last time that you had challenges and situations and circumstances rub you the wrong way and you just jumped up and said, I count it all joy. You see, James reminds us of a kingdom truth that we must not disregard during a time when the frustration and annoying of life aim to steal our hopelessness and, and our joy, he's telling us, maintain a mentality of joy. 
See, we can maintain steadfast commitment in two ways. The first way, allowing the divine joy to flow from us, in us, and even if we don't feel like it. You see, pure joy of the Lord will change the atmosphere and also change us. See, a man cannot step into a pure flow of the divine joy and allow resources of strife, anger, bitterness rule their decision-making. Because it's not about how I feel. It's about the plan and the purpose of God. The second way that we can maintain steadfastness We can shift kingdom representation and act like a fool because we are feeling salty and hurt and and some even flow in the spirit due to fear. You see, fear will cause people to play tick for tack games. In other words, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. You see, their defense and, and they reside in a place where justification for their behavior and their action. But James, he acknowledges their suffering, but also want to give them hope and encouragement. He, he, he's telling us that the inner joy could still be ours. If, if, if we will deliberately choose to take control of our thinking and change our attitude. You see, when a man is subject to his emotions and and his attitude under the mighty hand of our Lord, that would eradicate thoughts that breathe in agony and strife in our heart and that it breathes the shalom of God instead. Instead of focusing on what, how I felt and focusing on what I should have said or what I could have said, what I, I want to say, you focus on those things are good. And so James reminds us and encourages us to, to pause and refocus our faith and our commitment to God. You see, when life hits hard and we fight the good fight of faith, we are determined that we're going to conquer the tests and the challenges and, and, and to steal. And, and those challenges aim to steal, kill, and destroy. Or, or cause us to compromise our commitment. Become the most effective model of Christ in our day. You see, the enemy, he wants a child of God to believe they can't win in the verse of times. He can't win. When, when troubles water start creeping in our garden. See, the Holy Scriptures contain countless stories of those before us who experienced victory in a time of challenging, times when, when the, the no man's attitude wanted to influence a righteous man's perceptions and influence them to take actions that, that oppose the plan of God. We always have had, but you know, in a time of, of emotion, a, a seesaw joining or a journey, perhaps. There is always someone that speak that which is of the kingdom of darkness. That's what the first couple, they listen to the voice 
of the serpent. However, the second Adam, the Christ man, he maintained his steadfast commitment to his father. And today we are glorious, blessed to live a covenant life that God will for humanity. You see, we can become a people who act on our compassion. Requires a change in our thinking. It, it doesn't come naturally, but it certainly doesn't come easy. You see, if it was easy, everyone would do it. You see, we must take some conscious and, and intentional change to the, the way we think about challenges that others' needs present to us. Uh, any challenge that comes our way, we should look at it as a time of growth and development. And also, it's a time that, that will bring on a mirror image of what's inside of us. Because sometimes we, we get in that bubble unawarely that we have stuff in our heart. And then we, we, we sit back and we ponder and we ponder on those things that are not pure, that are not good, not of the good report. We hear the echoes of the principalities and the powers of devils aiming to influence us to the place that he's announcing it's their fault. You ought to blame them. And the mindset and the mindset can just keep growing and growing. Those mindsets is designed to sow seeds in your heart, in your thoughts, in your mind. And then you think, the attitude, my attitude don't matter. It's my prerogative. And some will boldly say, it's my business. Stay in your lane. When God is bringing people in your life to get you to slow down, to slow down. Stop rushing, using the mechanism of the enemy and render it to the Lord. Render it in a place, in those areas that you unnoticing, seeing that, that these are seeds in your, the heart your heart garden. You'll recognize it. And you'll shout, reset, renewal. It's time for change. You see, we all have been hidden behind the smoke stream of rushing. Convincing ourselves if we don't notice it, it is not our responsibility to act. We have timed things just right on the exit ramp so that that person of need that is on the sidelines of the road, they'll become blurry. We don't see them. And so if we don't see them, we say we don't have to help them. You see, we have picked up a place or pace on the sidewalks of life in order to avoid eye contact, 
of that one that God loves so much, that one that God is, is, is ready for us to use our supply of our hands and our feet and, and do that which the Lord will. See, some of us even quickly change the subject with people who are sharing about their struggle. Or worse, we, we have cut the conversation short in token that I'll pray for you. Instead of saying, God, what, what you have me to do? How is your attitude? You see, Jesus slowed down enough to notice. But he certainly didn't just sit around. He was out walking. He was moving in the town and the countryside and in all in the middle of his activities. He noticed people. He noticed their needs. You see, there's a difference between being busy and being in a hurry. You see, busyness has to do with scheduling, appointments, and, and the clock. Rush is a mindset. We, we can be busy and still take notice of what's happening around us. On the other hand, we can have an open schedule and be hurried and always look ahead to what's next. Never being in the moment of convenient pass by, needs that, that it may present. Stay busy. live in a hurry. Because the very thing that you could be missing is the very thing that God is presenting an opportunity to bring glory to his name. Life journey, we should expect mess. You see, every day we hear and we get images of mess. You see, God wants to expose messiness of others' lives and maybe even our own lives. You see, addiction is messy. Divorce is messy. Trauma is messy. Depression is messy. Bad attitude is messy. It's really pain. But God desire us to extend mercy and grace to others we encounter on our journey. We are courageous enough to involve ourselves in other people's needs. We better expect mess. The cliche answers do not change mess. Conversations won't be tied up with neat little bows. The needs of others don't take vacation when we do. In the midst of your vacation, all of a sudden, that God would bring someone that you can be a solution to their problem that lead them to Jesus. you so open to God 
that you're willing to be that one clean up the mess of others. If we're prepared to get a little messy by acting without compassion and making space to that will create people who will lead with such a compassion and knowing that God is a loving Father. And there is nothing impossible. There is nothing impossible that he can do. The third thing is make space for interruption. You know, none of us like to be interrupted, especially in, in a schedule that we're so excited about. We've been planning for, and then an interruption comes. Several years ago, we had a student in our church who prepared for the next step after high school. She was excited about this next step, going to college and, and going to the college of her choice. And by August of that year, she was packing up her belongings, loading up her car to say goodbye to her parents. But she wasn't driving to the campus of her choice. She was heading to the airport on her way to India to become a missionary. And many would say, but she was so excited. What happened? She was so excited. But passion. And the Holy Spirit interrupt her plan. And she was willing to follow him, even though that, that dream that she had been carrying for 12 years had gotten interrupted. She couldn't ignore the passion stirring in her. And she heard the stories of those that she was going to help. And she compelled by Jesus to go and serve the people in India. You see, this plan, this renewed plan, it interrupt her plan and she was willing to leave behind the normal course of life to follow Jesus in something that is unknown. Most people don't like inconveniency or interruptions. Each day we may have been given small opportunity to put compassion in action. It might interrupt our lunch plan, our vacation plans, the dreams and the desires that we have built upon, or just the plans to do something wonderful in our homes. You see, sometimes it's just like this young lady. Those interruptions happen on a large scale. Acting on our compassion may compel us to take a new route. It may redirect on how we thought that we'll spend the next season of our life. You see, when we are at that place and we allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt our plans, it is not our will 
It is his will. And we are desperately hungry to fulfill his will. And to do that would please him. This week, as you assess your life and, and you see a photojected image or maybe a mirror image, where your attitude is. You can close the door and say, it, it doesn't matter. But that don't change things because your attitude would respond based on the seeds that is in your heart, in your thoughts, and the actions that you endeavor to do. What would your legacy say? That you was one rebellion person? Or will it say you were faithful, committed to the cause of God? We all want to hear well done thy good and faithful servant. But that comes from a sacrificial life and a committed life to obey God in all things that he acts, in all things that he has decreed in his word. Let's maximize our lives and have the attitude of Christ. And let us decrease and let him increase more and more every day, every hour every second. Love you all and thank you for listening to a podcast like no other. We endeavor to empower generations to kingdom truths that would eradicate their lives and empower them to go deeper, go wider, and go higher. Love you all. Shalom, shalom, shalom.